How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? Welcome back to Two Minute Drill. I know it's been a minute since we've done one of these, but since the Super Bowl was not too long ago, might as well just do one quick episode on the Super Bowl and the offseason. So, what are you guys' thoughts on the game as in general as a whole? I thought it was a great game. If you're a fan of defense, maybe you didn't like it so much, but I think overall it was, you know, I, I've been hearing people say it is one of the all-time great Super Bowls. Thing maybe a little too soon. I feel like it's it just happened. Let's let's let things cool down for a little bit before we call it an all-time great. But I, I definitely understand why people say that. I I think the ending kind of ruined it for me a little bit, but I do think overall it was a phenomenal. Definitely agree on that. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say I agree as well. Um, like you said, I don't know about one of the all-time best. I will say for me, it definitely is up at the top, at least in terms of recent Super Bowls, just in terms of the competitiveness of the game. You know, you had the young athletes on both sides with Hertz and Holmes, and then you had the Kelsey storyline. So there's a lot of like, good storylines mm. along with the competitive play that I thought made it really interesting. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the end. It, it did kind of feel like it deflated it just a bit, but still, I mean, for a Super Bowl, this is about as good of a game as you expect. I mean, yeah, it definitely was going to come down to a field goal or maybe an overtime touchdown, one of the two, but definitely was up there. Um, I won't say it was one of the greatest, but it was definitely up there. Yeah. And one thing that I, I do like is I don't think anyone walked away from the Super Bowl saying these weren't the two best teams. Of the- mm. I, I think there was some discussion, you know, going into the Super Bowl, like, oh, did the Chiefs really, are they really the best team in the NFC? Are the Eagles really the best team in the NFC? Are the Chiefs best team in the AFC? Are the Eagles really the best team in the NFC? I, I think the Super Bowl really showed that these were the two best teams all year. Mm-hmm. And I know that we had definitely a lot of doubts going into the season because we didn't know if they would have like any kind of offense throwing wise outside mm-hmm. of maybe Travis Kelsey. And we had, we still had some questions about that offensive line and if they'll actually hold up. So yeah. And it seems like they use that as a, Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. They definitely came too is all. Yeah. And I think they definitely used it as bulletin board material because I mean, won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they <laughs> lost Tyreek Hill. Their their offense, yeah, I actually got better without Tyreek Hill. They still had, you know, the best passing offense. They don't really need to run the ball, but the fact that they were able to get a seventh round pick in Isaiah Pacheco to look so good um is impressive. And the fact that they were able to to get um Kadarius Tony from the the Giants, who they drafted in the first round and they were able to get him for a third round pick. Mm. and get him to contribute the way he did, especially in the Super it's, it's phenomenal what Andy Reid is able to do with guys that, you know, were kind of throwaways. The Giants were ready to move on from Tony really quickly. You know, and the Steelers moved on from Juju and Schuster. No one really thought Sky Moore was really going to be able to do anything. And they, they all contributed and they all played really mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that- I like what you said. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, David. You're good. I like what you said about them using that as bulletin board material. At the beginning of the season, I think a lot of people had questions with them losing Tyreek Hill, um, who's been a huge part of their offense for the past couple of years, um, and with that offensive line. I do think Travis Kelsey was a little bit overreacted a little bit in terms of his comments. Like, no one thought the Chiefs were going to be here. And I think I saw something today or from the parade where he was like, no one thought we were even going to make the playoffs. And I was like, I don't think that's true. Like, a lot of people still thought they were one of the top teams in the AFC um there was just some doubts if they would be able to win the Super Bowl which obviously they Mm. uh, to their credit they did but I thought some of those comments were a bit over in terms of how many haters the Chiefs had 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever whatever motivates you and gets the job done. Well, I think after the Super Bowl, he was hopped up on adrenaline. And during the parade, well, who knows how much he had to drink beforehand. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely it. And speaking of, like, preseason and offseason stuff, what is basically next for either team going into the offseason and into next year for you guys? What what are you guys, what should they do? Stuff like that. I If, if I'm the Eagles, I'm in a tough spot because they're going to be in cap hell. I think they're going to have to lose a lot of the, the starters that they had on defense this year. So I find a way to re-sign Jalen Hurts, get him his extension because he deserves it. Maybe retool a little bit on defense. Probably have to make some hard cuts, but you got you know a couple of top ten picks this year, mm. so maybe that might make make the transition a little bit easier to move on from some of the veterans, and then you know maybe fill out the roster with some older guys that you can get for pretty cheap that still might have something in the tank. If I'm yeah, the yeah. if I'm the Chiefs, I mean there's really not much else to really do. I mean you you had so many young players on defense that played unbelievably all season and they're only going to get better you have a young younger wide receiving core and you had one of the you had i think the best offensive line of football this year i think they were rated as the best offensive line so there's really nothing that they really need to do it's just run it back yeah i mean because everyone's going to be focused on how do we beat the eagles and the the Chiefs. so it's really the team other teams trying to beat them yeah i think for the eagles too i mean they're losing both their coordinators to head coaching and so that's going to be a huge hole to fill make sure they fill those with the right guys of course as a Colts fan I'm excited uh for Shane Steich I'm not exactly sure what I pronounced um I'm excited for him to be coming in um but then they're losing Gannon to the Cardinals as well so mm. I think that along with that cap space is going to make it a much more difficult offseason and much more difficult for them as opposed to the Chiefs in terms of you know trying to get back to the Super Bowl they do still have a lot of their their good pieces, at least offensively. I know Kelsey uh, maybe is considering retirement, so that's another piece for them to consider. But yeah, I would definitely agree with the Chiefs. Like at this point, just run it back, and that's going to be their mo for you know the years to come, as long as they have Mahomes. And you know he signed that ten year contract a while a while back, which was a huge amount at the time he signed it. But but by the time we get into the later years, that contract that's going to make things really flexible for them and in terms of what they're able to do with their roster so they're able Mm -hmm. to keep running it back and I think they have you know obviously have had great seasons in the past but have such a bright future still yeah I mean you you look at the Chiefs and they might even just get better by just running it back you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who I guess been a little bit of a bust but anything you can get out of him is going to be a bonus and he's going to be healthy you got Isaiah Pacheco who had an amazing rookie year he's only going to get better and it's a bunch of young guys on this team, both on offense and defense. So it's easier for a team like the Chiefs to run it back than a team like the Rams trying to run it back after their Super Bowl win. And they had, what, four or five wins all season? Mm-hmm. Which is a testament to the Chiefs, considering Pat Mahomes really is going to, when is his uh, major contract hitting cap? Is it this, was it this past year or this upcoming season? I want to say with this year. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it started this past year because he was a forty-six point eight million dollar cap hit. So I think mm. that would have been a start of that big extension. Yeah, because they did really well with the team that they had with Patrick Mahomes, his contract hitting a large portion of their cap space. So they did amazingly well drafting and did it just amazingly well performing. 
So, and then... For, sorry, that was in 2023. So I guess that is next season upcoming. That okay. That, that, that can. All right. Okay, so moving on to Philadelphia and Kansas City Chiefs offseason and what their expectations are. Now let's move it into the league as a whole. What are your guys' expectations for the rest of the league this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously going to be a lot of teams. We talked about this, I think, a little bit on a previous episode. Um, There's going to be a lot of teams that are looking for both young quarterbacks or looking for those stopgap quarterbacks, um, you know, in that quarterback carousel, as we see. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of teams that are that are going to be, you know, looking for for those quarterbacks and trying to find if those guys are going to be good fits. I think we know the Texans, the Colts, potentially the Bears, the Seahawks could be looking for quarterbacks in the draft. You know, the Panthers will be up there. So I think that's the biggest thing to see. And I think that's kind of going to be maybe the biggest storyline of the offseason um, is all those teams, you know, just deciding on the right quarterback for them and then ultimately seeing how successful they are in those pickups. So that's the biggest thing I'm looking at is, you know, of course, with the quarterback, I think being just the most important position on the field. And so many teams needing a new quarterback. I think that'll be like the biggest storyline that I'm looking. I think for me, bringing in the kind of like the hometown aspect of it a little bit, being that we're all kind of Cleveland Browns fans to a degree, I think that they the Browns need to take a page out of the Chiefs book because they have Deshaun Watson taking up so much of the cap already as it speaks, and they really need to draft well with the very limited amount of draft picks that they do have. so Oh, okay. So that adds another topic to what I was going to say. Okay. So uh, going off of what Evan said, quarterback movement is definitely going to be the storyline of the offseason. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to headline that right now. Um, I think Lamar Jackson definitely has a chance to be a really big talking point this offseason because that has, has the potential to really explode. Does he re-sign? Does he get franchise tag? Does he even get traded? I, I think all three are kind of on the table at this point. I think the draft with the Bears do at number one if they trade back, which I guess is pretty likely. Um, I think that'll be a pretty big storyline, but keeping it local, uh, if I'm the Browns, I got to I gotta sit down with Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper and say, hey, can we restructure these deals a little bit? Because um, Amari Cooper, amazing season. I think he had a, a career year in terms of yards and, and reception. $20 million or 20, 20 plus million dollars is still a lot for a wide receiver. I would try to try to get that down a little bit. And then you got to sit down with Deshaun Watson and work that out. The fact that the fact that it gave him that contract at the beginning is is pretty stupid. But no quarterback in no team in NFL history has won a Super Bowl where their quarterback took up more than I think 20% or uh, 15% of the team's payroll. And Deshaun Watson's sitting at like 20% of the team's payroll. So they got they got to renegotiate a little bit try to get that down because there's there's a lot of holes on this team that that need to be filled and I don't care how good Deshaun Watson plays he's not gonna fill every single hole you know worst case scenario the Browns are like the 2020 Texans you you got Deshaun Watson playing as a top three quarterback but you got four and 12 teams so what what good is it to have a, a top five quarterback yeah it, it's going to be an interesting offseason to say the least yeah definitely they it's I think it even to this day I think it's just sad that they even made the trade that they did i mean i i understand it from a football perspective if you're andrew barry your job is to put a winning team on and if he's if he's eligible to play someone's going to pick him you know there were 16 other teams in the league interested he was about to go to the dolphins last year he was about to go to the falcons until the browns offered him the contract so 
I get it. You know, the, the Browns were desperate for a quarterback. And when you have a quarterback that's as talented as Deshaun Watson hit the market at the age that he is. Yeah, I, I understand making the, the baggage that comes along with it. And, you know, make, to me kind of makes it not worth it. But from a football perspective, I understand them. Yeah, that's completely fair. But yeah. also, now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. people give the Browns a lot of crap for the, the fully guaranteed, which mm-hmm. I understand. But if you look at any other sport, Every contract in Major League Baseball, every contract in the NBA is fully guaranteed. So why is it such a problem that you're starting to see fully guaranteed deals in the NFL now? Now, granted, I don't think Deshaun Watson deserves a fully guaranteed or the money that he got. But in general, I don't understand why people are so pissed. Like, oh, my God, these guys want fully guaranteed deals now when that's standard in every other profession. Even standard in the other leagues as well, the European too. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like in the NBA, um, it's technically like if you're past January first or something, if you're on the team, that's a fully guaranteed, which is pretty much everyone besides you know G League players. So I agree. I don't, I don't see why that's such a big conversation in, in the NFL, but it's always gonna be. Anytime there's some kind of change, people are gonna be like, oh, this isn't the way it used to be, and so there's always gonna be some discussion on that. But I think in general, not specific to Watson's move, but I think in general fully guaranteed contracts aren't a bad thing. I know these guys are making a lot of money, but especially in the NFL, they're putting their bodies and their, like, in some cases, their lives on the line uh, for these teams. So I think the fully guaranteed is is necessary and at least uh, it gr- should be agreeable with them. Anyways, moving on to the last and kind of like final topic that I wanted to bring up today is spring football. It's right around the corner, literally especially for the XFL, but how are you guys, how excited are you guys in for season two of the USFL since that's going to come and start in a couple of weeks and the XFL, which should start what next weekend or something like that, or this upcoming weekend, I should say, where are you guys is like, how I think you seem really excited there, Dom. Let's hear you from you. Well, as, as the resident USFL, I guess, spokesperson from the channel last year, um, I'm very excited for season two. I, I thought season one was was really successful. It was good to see one of these springlings actually finish the season. Um, I thought the the championship game was was really good. Um, I thought the league overall was really competitive. And and now that we're seeing teams outside of Birmingham, you know, I, I know Cleveland's going to have or Canton um, is going to host two teams. I think Detroit's going to host another two. Um, so now that more people get a chance to go see games in person, I think it's going to really help grow the game. I'm I'm excited for both the USFL and the XFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Your thoughts, Evan? Yeah, I'm excited as well. I can't uh, I can't say I'm the spokesperson <laughs> like Dom, um, and I can't say I'm probably <laughs> as excited as him. Just you know, for me, uh, at least with XFL, it's going to be big into NBA season. Uh, so I'll be watching when I can. Um, but I think always more opportunities for more players. Um, there's so many talented talented players throughout the country that. And there's only so many spots. There's only 53-man uh, rosters on 32 NFL teams. And there's there's so many more talented football players than that, you know, around the world. So mm-hmm. I think the more people that get the opportunity to show off in these leagues, and like Dom said, you know, they're coming to more cities. I think it would be cool to be able to go down and see a game in Canton. Uh, so I think in, in general, like, yes, a lot of people are going to say it's not the NFL. You know, these guys are our scrubs and things like that. That's not the case. These players are really talented. And I think the more people that get to see them and recognize them um, and the more exposure they get, 
to potentially make their dreams of of getting to the NFL a little bit easier and more of a possibility. I think that's a great mm-hmm. and more yeah, opportunity I mean, to see a to see a guy literally smoke a cigarette in practice. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but no, I mean going going off of what Evan said, you know, just because he's it's not the NFL doesn't mean these guys aren't talented. You know, it, the very few people get the privilege to play in the NFL. You know, it, of all all the the top players that play football, it's a fraction of one percent that they make it to the NFL. Um, but these guys, they're still some of the best in the world at the sport. You know, just because they're not in the NFL doesn't mean that they're not good players. And you know, how many players do we have in the NFL now that were in you know some of these spring leagues for a year um, that have found homes in the NFL and are staying in the league this time? You know, a lot of these guys they're young and out of college, but they just need a little bit more time to develop their game and play professionally for a little bit before moving to the NFL. And I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really exciting to see it. It gives us something else to watch during like the early spring, during the spring and early summer to watch other than just like winter baseball <laughs> or what it seems like it feels like. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something to be excited about. And we should definitely go to, if we get the chance to go to a USFL game. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Mm. And the XFL is owned by The Rock. So I'm sure there's going to be some good entertainment yeah. value on some of those broadcasts. Absolutely. For the championship game, I want him like dropped from a helicopter onto the, like the, the center of the field and just hype everyone up for the game. And start cooking something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give him a yes. microphone for, for 15 minutes before the game and he'll pump people up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh that, that's gonna be amazing anyways i know that this was a quick episode for two minute drill i don't know when we'll do another two minute drill again but thanks for coming on guys i had evan and dom on with me today to the deep dive sports listeners and two minute drill listeners we'll see you in the next one thank you everyone for listening to another episode of two minute drill and make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Drill, until next time.